how am I doing? Well, if I'm honest, numb. It's the best way to describe how I'm feeling. I'm moving through each day, basically feeling empty and alone. From the outside looking in, it seems as though as I have a lot of friends, but no one knows the real me. My family is great, but I feel I don't belong. I see a couple of therapists and I've been prescribed all sorts of medications, but none of that is really helping. I feel as though I'm slowly fading away from reality. Medicine is not magic, I guess. It just sort of covers up all the hurt and emptiness, I mean. I'm not suicidal in anything, well, not any more than the next person, I guess. Everyone thinks about it at one time or another, but it doesn't mean I'm dangerous or that I need protecting. The medicine is just a temporary fix, but tempor temporary isn't forever. I will eventually break, you know. <laughs> a lot of people do. In the meantime, I'm, I'm just numb. <laughs> I bet you're sorry you asked. Well, the, how are you doing? I don't like your face. You have one of those faces like you up to no good. You know why? <laughs> you know why? Because you're prick face. Yeah, you. That's right. Spotted you on my way, buddy boy. <laughs> Look at yourself. Walking around like you actually know what you're doing. What you preach. No, you have. You have your typical school training education, right? You learn from all your teachers, all the theories and wisdom from centuries of history for your so-called profession. And look, you come out of your school all feathered like some sort of god and all for what? Huh? For what? To show what? Are you thinking intelligent? <laughs> You've been trained by the base. The best of the best. So let me tell you something. You don't know shit because you haven't lived. Your tongue has no taste. You don't know what it's like to taste life. Now, when you lived and figure out how to combine living with theory, then talk to me. Take it 20 years, maybe 30. Then and only then will you have something to give. If you survive time, if you have it in you, then talk to me. Then challenge me. Then we will see you, Bonehead. I never wanted it to be like this. I never wanted you to stop talking to me. I realize I've been a terrible father. And I know that there is very little 
that I can do to change things. I was never there for you when you needed me most. I let you down, and there was always an excuse. I was never strong enough to leave my comfort zone and truly be part of your life. The way that I know I should, and I could have. That's just the tip of the iceberg. I am aware. I am fully aware of all the pain I've caused you throughout the years. And I wish, I wish I could change it. Take it back. Erase it. I don't expect that you'll allow me to come back into your life ever again. It makes complete sense. But I hurt every day. I hurt for the hurt I've caused in you. I am so ashamed. If we could be friends again, on any level I'd take it, because all I want to do is have the opportunity, with whatever time I have left, to be a better father for you. You deserve it. I'm so sorry. I love you. It's already your brother. I know you probably heard by now what happened last night at the club, but I was just want to let you know. Don't worry, everything's okay. I didn't get hurt too bad or nothing. I'm alright. Just been riding subways all night, thinking about a million different things. You remember when we were kids, like seven or eight years old? We was playing air hockey downstairs in Uncle Jimmy's basement. It was like Christmas. I remember no one would give me a chance to play. So I kept asking if you would give, if you had a game with me. He finally said, yeah, let's play. And everybody started laughing. Because all they knew was that I would never beat you. And it was whoever makes it to seven first wins. He was destroying the whole game. You were up like six nothing, remember? And I was trying so hard to just score one goal, just to show that I had what it took. My fingers started going up. Just before I threw in the towel, you gave me this look that said, don't quit. And that one look, and that one look you gave me made me feel like I could really do it. So I kept hitting that book with everything that I had in me to hit it. And then all of a sudden, bam, I got that book just right. 
I sent it flying straight across the table and wham, slammed it right in for the goal. And everybody that was there, that was laughing in my ear the whole time. They all got quiet, like, right? But you, you looked at me and said, I shot kid. You know, i always been trying to score on my own, Richie. But whatever I do, I'm always screwing up. Even when I do something good, it's, it's like no big deal. Just like the hockey game was. Said everybody likes to criticize me and talk behind my back like everybody knows what's good for me, right? Making me feel like some kind of loser, right? Yeah. And I ain't no loser. I ain't no loser, Richie. Oh, Richie. I'm in a lot of trouble, man. I might have killed him. It's not my fault, Richie. He came at me. I swear to God, you gotta believe me. <laughs> Listen, this is my last chance, alright? I ain't coming back. I can't come back, because if I come back, they're gonna kill me. I'm just gonna keep going, Richie. I'm just gonna keep going until nobody knows where to find me, alright? I'm sorry. I never wanted to let you down. Never wanted any of this to happen, Richie, okay? I'm sorry. You just don't hate me. Please. Don't hate me. So I'm sitting down at a cafe with my girl. And now it's a different waiter to find my waiter. Because we were waiting for the check for quite some time. The waiter I asked, asks me which person was my waiter. And I responded by saying the tall white guy with the glasses. The waiter looks at me and says, Excuse me, sir, but we don't go for that kind of racist statement in here. I was completely taken off guard. I looked at the guy and I said, Excuse me, but I don't understand what you're talking about. You asked me which waiter and I gave a description in order to help you find the right person. How's that a racist statement? He then said to me that the guy I described as white was actually Spanish. So I said I didn't mean anything negative at all. He says, I think you did. Then I said, I think you're the one with the racial issue, my friend. He responded, I'm not your friend. Now, perhaps I could be more politically correct by not saying white guy, but... Are we really living in a world where a description like the one I made of my waiter should be taken out of context to such a degree as to insinuate that I made a racist statement? I certainly didn't have any intention of insulting my waiter or the guy I was asking to get my waiter by describing him a different race than he actually is. So, one word led to another and all the while I was torn inside myself between feeling horrible about being indirectly labeled as racist and genuine anger for being indirectly labeled as racist by a guy who I believed to be a genuine asshole. So I spent hours afterwards shaking myself, making sure I didn't mean anything bad, or if I did in fact pass some kind of judgment on my waiter. That's how upset this guy made me. And I realized 
But now, we live in a world where the things we innocently say may be misconstructed and offend someone unintentionally, and they need to be more cautioned. But at the same time, I also think that some people need to lighten up and not take a harmless description of someone, whether he's white, black, Spanish, or Asian, something so terrible. If in fact the person isn't that race, it should be okay. And that correction at best can be made without accusing someone of making a racist statement. It should be as simple as that. You know, I've personally been described as Spanish, or Muslim, or Indian, or Egyptian, a zillion other nationalities. What's a big deal? If it matters that much to me, I let the person know and we move on. I certainly wouldn't accuse them of making a racist statement by describing me a nationality they happen to think I am. They're stupid. We're all nationality. We all come from somewhere and we should all be respected and that should become knowledge today. To take something so minute and make a scene was really terrible, unnecessary and embarrassing to be involved in. Yo? What? Yo? Did you just yo me? You just yoed me? Do I look like a yo to you? Have a name. What's my name? Say my name. Huh? That's right. Michael. That is my name. Michael. That is what you call me. You have a problem with my name? No. Are you sure? Are you really sure? Good, because you're fine. Get your shit and get out of my office. What are you looking at, girl? I'm serious. I'm not playing with you. Nobody yo's me. And I'm not some sort of type of yo-yo guy, okay? Go back to the ghetto, wherever you're from, and go yo somebody else. This is corporate, Paul. No yoing allowed. Smuck. <sighs> oh. Hello. Yo, what's up? How have you been, buddy? Long time, long time. So hi guys, thanks for listening to an episode of my podcast entitled Monologue. Thanks to Monologue Blogger for the scripts. I I just needed something to act out and I hope you guys will keep updated, just check for more podcasts of my channel, you subscribe and just keep on the watch, you can find me on Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public and even in Google Podcasts, so recommend me to your friends and anyone I'm just starting, so yeah, stay awesome and stay updated, thank you.